Every t-shirt tells a story. There's no better time than now to create a custom-designed t-shirt and make a difference. Our friends at Underground Printing make it easier than ever to start a t-shirt fundraiser for your charity, school, business, or any cause you support. All you have to do is design your shirt, share why you are raising, and then share your campaign. They will ship the orders direct and send along the funds you raise. Underground actually created the I Am Norman t-shirts, which supported the United Way of Norman, and it was very easy to set up. Just visit pogo.undergroundshirts.com to learn more about how you can create your own t-shirt fundraiser today. That's pogo.undergroundshirts.com. Hello and welcome to I Am Norman, a podcast about the great city of Norman, Oklahoma. Well, I'm originally a Normanite. I'm a Norman girl. I've always looked at Norman as just a fabulous place. I had a great childhood here. And I am a Norman girl. I mean, born and raised from day one, Norman, Oklahoma. I haven't lived anywhere as long as I've lived here. So I call Norman home now, and it's a, it's a great place to live. I'm Zach Logsdon, and I hope you'll join me each episode as we hear the stories of the amazing people, businesses, philanthropies, and upcoming events in Norman, and what makes our big little city so great. I love that in Norman, I am part of something that's so much bigger than me. I just think that the people here in Norman are extremely generous. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Nothing loves anything the way Norman loves Norman. The I Am Norman podcast is brought to you by Norman Heating, Air Conditioning, and Plumbing. When your home or business needs cold air or hot water, Call Norman Heating, Air Conditioning, and Plumbing at 405-823-9641 or visit them online at normanair.com. Hello, Normanites, and welcome to another episode of the I Am Norman podcast. Thanks so much for joining us once again. Very excited to have, as a part of the podcast today, Cleveland County's Commissioner, Mr. Derry Stacy. Derry, thanks so much for being on the podcast today. Absolutely. I appreciate you uh, inviting me on uh, so that I can tell you about our project. Yeah, I'm very excited to hear about it all. But before we get into that, I, I always like to, to learn a little bit uh, about the people I'm talking to. That's what this podcast is really about, not just about the goings-on in and around Norman, but the people that make up uh, our, our fine community here. Uh, you are Cleveland County Commissioner, uh, so you, you, you serve our entire uh, county, obviously. So start by telling us a, a little bit about yourself, your family, and your history with Cleveland County. Yeah, so uh, I've actually lived in uh, Cleveland County on the east side, uh, east of Norman, my entire life. Uh, grew up in Norman and uh, graduated from Norman High School. Uh, went to the University of Oklahoma and then got my master's at the University of Central Oklahoma, UCO then. Mm-hmm. And uh, while I was going there, I uh, became a police officer in Norman and uh, spent about 23 years at the Norman Police Department. And uh, about the last six of that, I also was a a member of the Norman Board of Education. So uh, I retired from the Norman Police Department at the rank of captain in the Investigations Division. And uh, 
then uh, became county commissioner, was elected, and uh, started uh, my tenure as county commissioner. So I'm married to Tasha Stacy, who is also uh, from Norman and uh, grew up here. And uh, she actually graduated one year later than I from uh, Norman High. And then we have two boys, uh, Carson and Heath. Uh, Carson is a senior now at University of Arkansas, and uh, Heath is in the United States military in the Army. And uh, his wife is in Bahrain, and she's actually in the Navy. And, uh, yeah, he is in uh, Colorado Springs. So they're trying to get used to a long-distance relationship, but uh, serving our country as well. So I appreciate them. Well, that's amazing. Uh, well, congratulations to you on, on all that. That's uh, some good stuff going on. I, I want to ask you, you know, you grew up in Norman. Your wife grew up in Norman, spent spent many years here. Uh, a, a lot of people that grow up in a town, uh, they want to get out and they want to move around and they, and, they, and they find themselves planted in some other parts of the country or at least the state. You guys have have been in Norman a, a long time, and 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 in our uh, in Cleveland County, um, your your whole lives. What is it about this community that has made it a place that uh, you grew up in and wanted to stick around for so many years? You know, I think uh, first and foremost, it's family. So uh, it's my family's here, her family's here, and uh, we really enjoy the community that is Cleveland County and Norman. So uh, it's it's diverse. Uh, we actually live on the east side of town in the rural area and uh, have quite a bit of uh, acreage with cows and every kind of animal you can think of that we raise, but uh, primarily cows. And uh, so we love that part of the county, but we also have the opportunity to experience those things that the uh, more urban settings have in Cleveland County with more South Oklahoma City and Norman. So uh, you get a little bit of everything in this area. I enjoy and have always enjoyed being in a college town. The uh, University of Oklahoma is absolutely awesome, and uh, they give so much to our community as well and make it better. So it's really been incredible to watch uh, this area grow over the years and uh, as we've come into our own from a, a college town to really a, a metro area now. So it's, uh, it's amazing to see the changes. Uh, I remember as a, as a kid, there was pretty much nothing uh, east of uh, 12th Street and uh, <laughs> it's just phenomenal. How it's yeah. grown. The growth has been amazing. Growth has been amazing, even you know since since I came to school here in in the late '90s. Um, just seeing everything explode, and, and obviously I was coming down here uh, from Guthrie, is where I grew up as a kid, and, and just things have, have changed so much um, in my lifetime. One thing you and I certainly share in common is is a love for for this community. But one thing uh, I realize we do not share in common, Derry, is, is that. Uh, um, I, I was somebody that grew up on a, on a farm as well and have done everything I can to avoid that uh, for the rest of my <laughs> life. So so uh, I feel like you're either wired one way or the other. I, you know, we had hundreds of, of cattle and hundreds of acres, and, and I spent my summers uh, bu- fixing barbed wire fence and digging post holes and checking cows and feeding hay, which obviously you have an affinity for and uh, and I do not because, like I said, I, moved, I came to college when I was 18, and, and I have avoided the farm ever since. Uh, what, what is it about you, about that life that you love so much? You know, maybe someday it will come back to you. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> I uh, – 
You know, I spend my time uh, at the courthouse and uh, on the roads and working. And for me, that's my place to relax. So uh, it's funny. Some people uh, play golf and uh, I love to uh, to ranch and raise cattle. And uh, that's that's my hobby. And that's what gives me my my time away and really refreshes me. So uh, no, that's what I do yeah. Time. Now you spent. Uh, you said you spent 23 years with Norman Police Department. I also read that you graduated from the FBI's National Academy and the DEA's Drug Unit Commanders Academy. Uh, I, 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 we're going to spend some time talking about the well and the projects around the, uh, Cleveland County, but I, our, our listeners love a good story. You, you have to have some good story that you can tell us about something that, that occurred to you as a police officer, uh, probably hundreds of, of great stories, but uh, as a police officer or, or one of these academies that, that I just listed uh, that had a major impact on you as an individual. Any, any stories uh, come to mind uh, that, that fit that description? Well, let me ask you this. Do you prefer something funny or uh, something more impactful? Um, you know, we we we're not at a loss for time. Let's let's uh, let's do both if you have time to share share a funny story <laughs> and an impactful. No, oh, well, we'll start with funny. Uh, so, as a rookie police officer, I think most people know that uh, you are you have a training officer that you spend. I think we ended up spending about 17 weeks with a training officer mm-hmm. and they absolutely critique and watch everything you do. And, uh, I just happened to get, uh, one of the, uh, let's just say more serious training officers. Okay. And, uh, he, uh, watched very closely, absolutely everything. I was, uh, I'd have to say I was pretty shy at that time. And, uh, so one of our jobs and uh, that we would do regularly is we would do bar checks and we would go down to the campus corner area. And if you grew up in Normandy, graduated from OU, you know, the police officers walk around, they're beat in that area mm-hmm. and they go through the bars. So he was my training officer and uh, I was the rookie, brand new on my own, just out. Mm-hmm. And we went to the bar to do a bar check and he stood at the door and it was my job to walk to the back, make sure everything was okay and come back. Well, this particular bar was absolutely packed with people. So as I'm making my way through, it's a kind of a unique thing about police officers. If it's a black and Velcro, they love it. And so uh, <laughs> we, we have these little keepers on our belts to put our uh, keys on. And uh, as I'm making my way through the bar, uh, as I get to the bar, a girl turns around. And absolutely, it would never happen again in a million years, but somehow her belt buckle connected to my keeper where my (laughs) keys were. Okay. Of course, I was so embarrassed, I would not reach down to unhook it. So she looks at it, and she looks at me. And she starts dancing. And so it appears to my training officer that I'm going, that I'm dancing in this bar with this girl. So, of course, for me, it seemed like an absolute eternity. Mm -hmm. And I think she felt sorry for me. And she reached down finally and unhooked it because it's a very unusual position. That's, and so that's I finish what I'm doing. 
oh, it was. And so I finished what I'm doing and I walk it back out and he just looks at me and shakes his head and walks off, <laughs> not having a clue what had occurred. But oh, uh, later we discussed it and he understood at that <laughs> point. That's that's amazing. So that, that, that definitely fits the bill of a funny story. What about uh, something impactful that happened to you? You know, I think the most impactful stories as I think back over my career, uh, I actually spent about 18 years on the SWAT team. And so when I think about all those call-outs and all the times that we were called out, what really strikes me the most are those that involved kids. And uh, having two boys of my own, you know, that was really impactful on me through my career when I would see kids. I think one of them that stands out the most is uh, we were serving a search warrant on a uh, very dangerous individual that uh, was known to have guns. And uh, he had made comments that uh, he wanted to actually shoot it out with the police. And so he had warrants out for him and they called the SWAT team uh, to serve this search warrant. And uh, as we came through the door, there were uh, two kids that were sitting on the sofa. And you have to think what most kids, what their reaction would be and what would happen if individuals came through the door. And what stands out to me more than anything is it didn't seem to bother them. They, uh, they were sitting on the sofa waiting to uh, go to school on their own, watching television. And it was like an everyday occurrence to them. Mm. And so then I thought, what kind of life do, uh, some of the kids that go to our schools each and every day, what do they deal with at home and what kind of life do they have at home that something like that doesn't bother them? And do we realize when we deal with them, uh, what they, what they have to deal with on a day-to-day basis. And so as I spent my time on the school board, that was a real focus of mine is, uh, really reaching out to those underprivileged kids and those that, uh, the teachers really don't know how big of an impact they have on their lives. At right. least when they meet them other places, it's just, it's uh there's a lot of kids that deal with a lot of difficult things and uh, grow up in uh, difficult situations. And I think it's uh, important that we realize that. I yeah. don't think of that necessarily in a community like ours, but it's, it's a reality. And so that's really been uh something that's impacted me through my career. I spent many years uh, in our undercover unit. And so I had an opportunity to see uh, people in situations that uh, they don't think you're the police. And uh, so you see truly how they live and what their family life is. And so that, that really strikes home, particularly when you have kids of your own. Yeah. Wow. Thank you for, for sharing both of those stories. Good stuff. Um, so you spent all all these years, twenty three years uh, in in law enforcement. What made you decide to make a jump uh, from from uh, from that to running for office, specifically as county commissioner? So really, it was community service. I uh, I love, and I had a great career as a police officer, but I saw this as an opportunity to make an impact on the community at an even greater level. Uh, my time on the school board was awesome and I absolutely loved what I was able to do there. And I think we have a a great education system. 
but this was an opportunity to kind of go to the next level to make an impact in our community. The uh, I'm real big on partnerships, and uh, I love working with other people and uh, pulling together to make things happen, and uh, this just gave me an opportunity to do it kind of on a bigger scale and to really uh, make an impact on the place where I live and uh, raise my family. Yeah, for sure. Well, one uh, one way you're you're making an impact, and the reason uh, you're on on the podcast today uh, is to talk about the well. Uh, I'm really excited about this. It's going in directly across the street from a, uh, a property that I own, uh, the Rail House. Uh, so very excited to have a, a new neighbor and see what takes shape there. Um, w- w- tell us what. Uh, what the well is, what, um, uh, start with the basics. What's the story behind it? Where's, uh, yeah, I mentioned where it's going to be, but tell our listeners more specifically that don't know, uh, the, the intersection I'm talking about. Uh, what, so the story behind it, where it's going and, and what is the well? So, yeah, let me tell you a little bit about the history of how we came to it. Uh, I, I also have the opportunity that I get to sit on the Cleveland County board of health. And okay. so, the partnership between the health department and the county has always been really strong. And uh, one of the things that the uh, health department is really interested in and one of the statistics that they look at and focus on is the consumption of fresh fruits and vegetables and keeping people healthy in that manner. Uh, So there's always been a partnership between our farmer's market and the health department. And, uh, It became very obvious to me very early on that uh, we have some incredible farmers and uh, individuals that bring things to market in our county, but our our farmers market in general really needed some infrastructure, uh, needed a boost. Uh, We really needed a reboot of the farmers market completely. And so I started looking at how I could partner with the health department to do that and uh, We were looking at an alternative uh, place, and uh, the health department at the same time was really uh, looking at how they could bring services that they do on a day-to-day basis to the community as well. And so as we began to think about it and look at how we could do all this together, it became obvious that we could partner and uh, really create a a destination that people could come to live, learn, shop, and uh, become more healthy. And that includes our farmer's market, classes, uh, physical activities, cooking classes. I mean, it really covers absolutely every area of the spectrum on health, uh, from literacy to to financial uh, uh, wellness and So it was exciting that uh, as we began to discuss how we could create a facility that we could partner on to do all these, we found that there were other agencies and other partners within our community that were looking for an outlet as well. So they quickly made that connection and started coming to us and said, hey, we would love to be a part of this. We would love to have space or we would like to have an opportunity that we can bring services to the community. Norman Regional Hospital, the uh, Moore Norman Technology Center, the Pioneer Library System, Norman Public Schools, 
as we met and as we discussed with more and more partners, we found that this was really a facility that everybody could bring some type of health and wellness to the community in different ways. So uh, we zeroed in on a location. Uh, we actually already had some property and acquired some more directly west of the Cleveland County Courthouse, which is uh, at the corner, basically, of Eufaula and James Garner Avenue. Mm -hmm. So uh, we have uh, about three-quarters of a block there, and uh, we hired an architect. We uh, really took our time to go through not only with our community partners, but we had stakeholder meetings with just about everybody that we could think of, and the community we opened it up so that they could come in and give their thoughts and input. And we really came up with a vision of what we wanted this to be. And uh, I think our architect has done an incredible job. The uh, location is in the uh, center city, excuse me, center city uh, area where they have recently done a uh, form-based code and really tried to create an environment that is uh, more livable, walkable, that is a destination area. And I think this is absolutely the first project that's going to uh, move them in that direction. It, uh, it meets and uh, will set the standards, I think, for everything that we're wanting to do in that area to really revitalize that downtown area. So I see us as kind of a connection between downtown Norman and OU. And uh, I really think that we're going to help create that uh, economic vitality in that area with some of the things that we're doing as a county. Uh, one of our other projects is a parking garage. So when you really start combining and looking at how all these things work together, I really think it's going to be incredible for that area. Uh, we actually did a master plan in 2017 and uh, brought in an outside company that looked at how we pull all this together and how we create this destination. I've uh, said from the beginning that I really want this to be a place that not only our community comes to, people from our county, we want to serve absolutely everybody in the county, but where visitors want to come to as well. So when you come to Cleveland County, this is a place that you want to visit and you want to be a part of. That sounds really neat, and I'm and I'm really excited uh, to see this come together. And you, you, you mentioned so there'll be the farmers market there, and and, and obviously uh, the vendors that come in to to sell uh, at the farmers market will will be there. And you mentioned the other agencies that will um, you know be uh, be there. Um, I guess my first question is or two part question. One, are, are there will there be other vendors there on a, on a per, maybe private or or and, and uh, private vendors there on a permanent basis. You know, are we talking about uh, restaurants or, or or pop-up shops or things like that? Um, and then also, will those agencies have a permanent presence, or are they simply coming over to hold classes um, and educate and 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 things like that, uh, and then they leave? Explain a little bit more about those things. So the answer is yes and yes. Uh, so really. Uh, I think it's going to be organic, and I think it will grow as time uh, goes. We've uh, actually been – it's kind of funny. I uh, Every time I go on vacation now, I've got to go see uh, what their farmer's market or what their <laughs> their areas look like in their downtown and their uh, county seats. And uh, I just kind of 
make a point of going to see what they're doing. And we have not found anything yet across the country that truly encompasses everything in one destination that we're doing. So uh, we've visited Seattle, uh, Austin, Minnesota, Ohio, Washington, D.C. So there's different aspects of all these that we are bringing into it, but really we haven't found anyone that encompasses all of it. But that's okay because we want to be unique. We want to be uh, we want to be first in this area. The uh, when you ask, are they going to be permanent? So uh, right now, our farmers market is on Tuesdays and uh, Saturdays, mm-hmm. and it's a seasonal market. So uh, it goes through the growing season. Our plan is that we're able to expand that as time goes. If you've uh, had an opportunity to go to farmers markets across the country. It is truly a festival atmosphere every yeah. time those things are open. It's incredible to see a thriving market in what it does. And so our hope is is that we grow into that. We have the space to grow our vendors and uh, probably at least double or triple how many we have. Our hope is is that someday not only can we become a year-round market, to, but that we can be there uh, on more than just two days a week. But we've really thought out how we can utilize every square foot of this property so that it has multi-use and can be used throughout the week, even when it's not being used as a farmer's market. So what can we do with each space in this facility so that it gets the best use? So there will be some permanent people in it. Uh, One of the occupants of this facility is going to be our veterans coordinator, Mark Braley. He has uh, been with the county for several years now, and uh, he really is that touch point for veterans in our community, and he will be permanently housed there and a part of this facility. Norman Regional Hospital is going to have a clinic there, and so it's going to be really a clinic that focuses on wellness and uh, at low to no cost. It's the ability for people to come in and do wellness checks. And uh, so we're excited about that partnership with them. More Norman Technology is talking about doing uh, several classes there, but uh, specifically we're looking at uh, partnering with them in our uh, learning kitchen and our demonstration kitchen so that they can teach people how to cook in a healthy way and do classes. It's uh, extremely popular right now. And so we're real excited with that partnership. And so they will have classes on an ongoing basis inside of it. There'll be areas around it. There'll be a uh, listening area. So obviously not anything to the extent uh, that Tulsa did on the gathering place, but Mm -hmm. there's elements of that as we went up and visited. I don't know if you've had an opportunity to. It's a just extraordinary place. Yeah, I, I so haven't been, taken, but I've read about it, and it looks it looks just really really cool. I want I do want to get up there and check that out. Yes, uh, it is amazing for the state of Oklahoma to have that. But we've taken certain parts of that that we really liked, and that we've tried to incorporate uh, into our facility and around our facility. So. We really want to be something for everyone. We don't want to uh, really just uh, go after one population within our community. We want to uh, absolutely reach the entire spectrum uh, of socioeconomic uh, 
people within our community so that everybody can get something out of it. The health department's going to do some of the classes that they do right now on 12th Street there, but they've got incredible ideas of how they're going to expand and do other things in this facility as well. So uh, it's it's really amazing to see how many people are coming to us now. And so we luckily are at that point that we're able to uh, really start looking and seeing who is the best fit for us, who really meets our mission, vision, and values of what we're trying to create as a facility and what we're trying to accomplish. And so it's been it's been a really fun ride, and we're ready to get started. Well, I, speaking of that, you know, being ready to get started, uh, that, that leads very well into my next question. Uh, I know that the website says that construction is to begin in July. Is, is that still on pace, or have things been delayed uh, due to this, uh, this amazing and awesome uh, tongue-in-cheek there pandemic, pa- pandemic that, we're, that we're fighting our way through right now? So it has not slowed us down, uh, but I would tell you, and I'll get into that in just a minute, it's really caused us to reevaluate some things. But uh, as far as the time schedule goes, we're still on track. Uh, the plan is to break ground in July. We're looking at about one year for uh, construction. Mm-hmm. So really, we will be uh, doing an opening. Uh, we don't obviously have a date set yet, but uh, it will be approximately a year from uh, this July, and uh, hopefully we'll be ready uh, then to start having some classes and really start uh, bringing the community together and letting people uh, move in and enjoy this place. The uh, pandemic, uh, it's very interesting. Uh, it's It's really given us reason to pause and think about how we're going to deliver these services. So, uh, We've really focused on technology now and how we can uh, virtually bring people into our facility. So with all the classes that we're going to offer and the things that we're going to do, it's really important that we have the technology in place and we have it set up so that people can tune in and that they can be a part of it even if they're not there so that we can still accomplish those things even through these times that we recently experienced and that we're able to serve the community, whether they're there in person or whether they're uh, with us over the internet. So, uh, you know, my my next question uh, is is regarding, I I guess, the the disruption, if there will be any at all. You know, there's a lot of parking, uh, right? You know, there's a parking lot where this is going in, but also the street parking uh, in between the railroad tracks and where this will be. Uh, Streets right there that are obviously have a lot of people going down both ways. Is this going to create a disruption or should people anticipate street closures, uh, eliminated parking, anything like that? So this is uh, really exciting, the synergy that's coming together in that area. So that corridor is part of the Norman forward and the transportation bond that the Norman has passed. And so that entire corridor through there is going to be redone and get a facelift from what it is. Uh, People will actually be entering from the north side off of uh, Flood Street uh, to that corridor, and it will take you all the way straight down to campus. So when you think about it, you have the uh, 
the new library on the north end. You have the municipal campus. You have Andrews Park. You have downtown Norman. You have what's going to be the well. You have the Cleveland County Courthouse. And then you have the University of Oklahoma. So really, it's going to be an incredible corridor that people are going to be able to experience so much of that area just by taking that one road from the north to the south. And uh, I really think it's going to be amazing. And again, it's going to create that environment and that destination that people want to go to that's uh, walkable, shoppable, livable, that uh, really gives them everything they want right through that area. And, and, and of course, uh, the, you, I'm sure it was, uh, you inadvertently, uh, left out the, uh, the, the rail house for, for all the people, uh, that, that are going to want to be getting married or having receptions or parties at the banquet hall here at the rail house, uh, uh, right along that corridor for people to, to book and enjoy as well. I, I, I'm sure you meant to mention, throw, throw that out there as well, right? No, actually there's two things that I should have mentioned. Uh, one of them is the rail house. And, uh, so We've talked about the fact that uh, the synergy that's going to be created. So the things that are that go on at the railhouse and the community that it serves. I go to so many incredible banquets at that facility that really is going to complement what we do at uh, the well. It's going to be incredible how those two actually synergize together. And the other thing that I left out that uh, is exciting is part of the uh, transportation master plan for the state uh, for core Oklahoma for the metro area is for passenger rail to go through that area as well. And so the depot has already been identified as one of those locations for passenger rail. And so in the future, imagine people getting on, getting off, uh, taking the, the rail from there to Oklahoma City to Moore to Edmond and and how that's going to play in with everything else that we have going. So uh, really, it's an incredible, I guess, uh, storm that's uh, coming together in this one area uh, positively that uh, I'm really excited to see what happens. Yeah, very. That's very cool. I, I wasn't aware of that, and and it'll be it'll be fun to watch uh, how everything uh, changes in this area over the next uh, few months and years. Definitely a, a lot of changes coming, and it sounds like everything very very positive. Uh, so so everybody, I mean, I encourage everyone to check out um, the, the the Wells website. Do you mind uh, sharing that URL with us now? Uh, so if people are interested in finding out a little bit more information, they can do so. Yeah, thewellok.org, and uh, we absolutely would love to have people come on, check us out, and uh, continue to follow us. We're putting updates uh, on there as often as we can, and uh, so we definitely want people to come uh, check it out and check us out. we have uh, already staff in place that's excited and uh, are creating programming right now and working on those partnerships. And uh, so it's going to be ready when we open. We're ready to go to business and uh, get things started. So uh, we're looking forward to it. 
That's exciting. Uh, Derry Stacy, thanks so much uh, for being on the podcast today and, and sharing all this great information. Um, and uh, if, 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 is there any other information you'd like to share? I know you put the URL out there. Um, it, uh, Twitter, uh, social media, anything like that, ways that, that people can follow and keep up to date on either this project or other, other uh, county projects you have going on? Yeah, so uh, clevelandcountyok.com, you can go there and connect to all of it. Uh, and you can get our Twitter feeds, uh, sign up for those. It's uh, all available if you go and uh, check us out. Uh, again, this is part of a bigger master plan, so uh, we really have some cool things that are planned and going on uh, in the areas. Uh, we're really uh, honing down on the uh, our plans for our parking garage at this time, that uh, we're really looking at creating an active street edge on the bottom of that parking garage, which will be just north of the courthouse. Okay. And uh, with you having a facility down there, you know how important the parking <laughs> is. Yes, I do. Yes, in I that do. area. Yeah. And uh, so we're excited to offer that to uh, the people that visit the uh, courthouse and the well. Uh, so we're really looking at uh, doing redoing our plaza area and our parking garage and the well. And then if you've had an opportunity to follow or watch, uh, we're doing a lot of stuff at our Cleveland County Fairgrounds as well. So uh, we're actually uh, building a grand new entrance on Porter Street, which is going to be amazing. And uh, they've already started on that. Okay. Uh, we're redoing the facilities, adding on to uh, if you haven't had a chance to experience our county fair, there's no question that it is absolutely the best hometown fair in the state of Oklahoma. So uh, Tulsa and Oklahoma City have grown to uh, to a very large scale, but if you want something that is really enjoyable for the family, uh, that is safe, that uh, is free, that uh, you can experience, uh, come out and visit our fairgrounds at our fair. But we have things going on there uh, absolutely all the time. So uh, every weekend it is packed with activities and booked. So uh, check it out as well, and we would love to have you come visit our fairgrounds. Um, I can vouch for that as well. I've taken my kids, uh, my family to the, to the uh, Cleveland County Fair many times, and it, it is it is a lot of fun. Uh, they got the carnival rides and all and all the vendors and all the cool stuff out there. So I encourage everyone to check that out. Uh, Derry, as as more projects come up, uh, I know that we focus more on the well project today. I, I hope that you'll reach out and come on the show again and and, and talk more about the other things that are going on. Uh, f- for now, uh, we'll. we'll We'll sign off and be respectful of your time and let you go. But, man, thanks so much for being on the show. Well, thank you, and I appreciate the opportunity. As I hope you could tell I'm really excited about the stuff that we're doing and things that we're doing as a community. So uh, I would love any opportunity to uh, come on and talk about it. Ab- so, absolutely. You. You're always welcome. Tell our listeners, if you'd like to follow this podcast on any social media, Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook, you can do so under the handle I am Norman Pod. Please rate, review, subscribe, and follow us on wh- whatever platform you get your podcasts on. And please stay tuned for many more episodes to come. 10,000 words swam around my head, 10 million more in books written beneath my bed. 
The I Am Norman podcast is brought to you by The Hall at the Railhouse, Norman's premier event space and the heart of downtown. When all of this is said and done and life gets back to normal, the one thing we'll all be looking to do is celebrate with our friends and families. Weddings, receptions, corporate events, luncheons, banquets, proms, parties, and more. If you're looking for a place to celebrate life, we hope you'll choose The Hall at the Railhouse. For more information, please visit therailhousenorman.com or call 405-778-0003. I Am Norman is sponsored in part by Old Hat Creative. Old Hat is a strategic marketing and branding firm located right here in downtown Norman. From websites, corporate identity, graphic design, video production, and more, Old Hat can help any organization achieve their marketing goals. For more information, visit oldhatcreative.com or email info at oldhatcreative.com.
Ain't it like most people? I'm no different. We love to talk on things we don't know about. Ain't it like most people? I'm no different. We love to talk on things we don't know about. Talk on things we don't know about